I'm holding last month's shipping statements. Sales are down, profits are down, the music industry sucks. Realestate.com podcast with your host, DJ Van Curen. He's from the Arsenal Family Office. Each podcast is about real estate related topics specifically for family offices. Now, your host, DJ Van Curen. Good afternoon, and welcome to the U.S. Family Office Realestate.com podcast. Uh, today, we are fortunate to have uh, Garb Michigan with uh, CTC, my CFO. It was a very large family office and just uh, family offices in real estate. Uh, Garb, thanks for being on the show today. Thank you, DJ. Glad to be here. So, Garb, why don't we start off a little first and, and tell me a little bit about your background, you know, how long you've worked with uh, family offices. Sure. Uh, so I've been with CTC, uh, my CFO, for about 22 years, and our emphasis has always been working with families. We are a multifamily office. We have about 300 clients around the U.S., about $45 billion under advisement. Um, we do everything with advising on investment side across all asset classes from private equity, private uh, venture capital, uh, private debt to hedge funds to long-only equities and, of course, real estate. Uh, we also, on the multifamily side, we also provide family office services, everything uh, from tax planning, estate planning, bill pay, uh, to helping with uh, other types of concierge services that the family may need. So we're a true, uh, true multifamily office. And uh, I have about 15 families that I work with. Uh, families at CTC, my CFO, typically $100 million of investment assets and up, uh, the, the families that I work with, uh, six of those families have assets over a billion dollars, and uh, again, the typical families in the two to three hundred million dollar uh, uh, range. So, what's the, the the difference between a single family office and a multi-family office? So, a single family office is set up to serve just a single family. So, single family office could be everything from uh, a family member plus a, a bookkeeper or a, an assist personal assistant, all the way to some, you know, large single-family offices have over 100 employees that, that help the family, their personal wealth, as well as any holding companies and operating businesses they may have. Um, but they do everything, you know, a single-family officer will do everything for the family to helping them hire and manage their domestic help to if they have planes where they need pilots and, and, and such, uh, they help them lease cars, uh, really do everything for the family, pay their bills. Uh, in a multifamily, so that's a single family office. A multifamily office is, is structured similarly, but it's designed uh, to help, uh, you know, anywhere from three to five up to 100 different families. And they're typically set up as uh, uh, profit businesses. They're in business for profit, where a single family office is really set up 
uh, as as just to service the single family that that has structured the 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 uh, that, that has put together the family office. So, from your experience, Gerb, how do you um how do you feel that that difference between a single family and a multifamily office makes a difference when they're viewing real estate investments? <coughs> Excuse me. Well, you know, from the perspective of a real estate um, investment, you know, some families that I work with specifically have created their wealth on the real estate side, have fairly, fairly strong infrastructures uh, to, to buy properties, uh, to manage those properties, whether they're multifamily, uh, office, warehouse, whatever the types of property may be. Um, and, and so those families don't, uh, again, typically have the infrastructure in-house to be able to, to invest in real estate directly. <coughs> Excuse me. Most families, however, don't have that infrastructure, whether it's a single-family office or a multifamily office. Uh, so they're, they're, they're looking to either partner with a firm uh, like an RCS to have them help them buy properties direct and then manage those properties on an ongoing basis, or they're, or they're you know, investing through funds that, that uh, are pool vehicles that invest in, in uh, again, different types of property with geographic diversification, could be international diversification, but in all sorts of types of uh, types of uh, uh, different types of real estate, and so in those, you know, again, your typical family office or multifamily office does not have the infrastructure in-house, the time or the talent uh, need to be able to buy property to manage those properties, um, even even on a regional basis. Never mind uh, a, a broader. U.S. geographic diversification or international diversification. Yeah, that, that's one of the things that I've really noticed uh, quite a bit is that you, you've got um, families that might have generated a tremendous amount of wealth well into the hundreds in a certain industry, right? So that's th- sort of their expertise, whether it's widgets or it's, or it's uh, chemicals or, or, or whatnot. And, um, but they don't necessarily have that ability to really analyze deals. I mean, internally here, we've got about 95 people at our family office, which supports all the state. But the other day, I walked by, I was talking to um, uh, one of the individuals in the office and asked them what they were doing. And they said, well, I'm trying to figure out this private equity deal. And, you know, I started to, I walked out and, and, you know, it, it just reminded me that that's not the case whatsoever on the real estate side because of all that infrastructure's in place to do the, the analyzing. Um, but yet, on something outside that scope of expertise, you, you know, you really do need that extra. Uh, and one of the things that really fascinated me from one of our first discussions with CTC was the number of analysts that I believe you guys have uh, on staff. Yeah, we have uh, 24 folks uh, on the research side of our business that are professionals uh, in research, researching all, all the asset classes across the board, whether it's private equity, uh, venture capital, hedge funds, long-only equities. Um, we have a gentleman who's dedicated on the real estate side. Again, it, it's, um, uh, it's important that, that you have the skill sets uh, you know, especially in the real estate area, many families 
really like real estate as, you know, they're owning a hard asset. They're typically increasing. Uh, and they, a, lot of them, a lot of families use those as bond surrogates, especially as, as uh, yields on bonds have been, have been so low, and, and the outlook is that they're going to remain low for some time. They look at, uh, at real estate really as an income-producing asset as well as a total return asset if, they, if you know, they're looking at doing property development uh, or on the, on the development side of the real estate, whether it's office space or multifamily or, or what have you. So it, it's, it's great for a family. I, I think so many of the families I work with struggle with, with to own real estate directly and, and wanting to find a partner uh, to, to do that with. And, and again, it's easy to find a fund uh, to be able to uh, invest, but it's, it's much more difficult to find a partner to invest in, in, in real estate directly, uh, either on the development side or on the, uh, you know, on the income focus side. So then how do you go about with your, with your clients um, and I guess CTC in general, you know, how do you, is there a certain percentage first off that you think that families should have allocated toward real estate? You know, each family is going to be different, uh, depend on, depending on how much other illiquid assets they have and also what, what their need is for, for income. Uh, you know, so you might have families that have 10 to, to, to 25% of their assets in, in real estate, depending on, on the family's comfort level um, and need for income. Uh, again, real estate is a great source of, of income. It's a great source of uh, tax-advantaged income. And, and so depending on, again, what the objectives are for the family, the comfort level with the asset class, any their, their how to access the asset class is really, is really uh, critical. Uh, most families prefer to own real estate either through a partnership or, or directly. And, and so many more families today want that access directly. They want to own the physical property itself. And, uh, but they don't have the talent in-house to either find the property. Uh, they don't have time to develop the talent uh, or time typically to develop uh, a, a piece of uh, a real estate, either, uh, either an office space or a multifamily. And they certainly don't have the talent or time to, to manage the property once it's, uh, it's been built up. So, um, it, so then what, 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 per, what percentage, you know, in a real estate allocation at the family office do you see are in real estate funds uh, in, in relation to uh, uh, direct ownership, whether that be themselves or if they partnered up with, with, with somebody else for that asset? You know, typically a, uh, a larger percentage is in, in funds, limited partnerships, and that's only because of the lack of ability to, to find appropriate partners up, uh, acquire properties direct and uh, to manage those properties. So again, uh, you know, using RCS as, a, as an example, uh, it's hard to find quality firms like RCS that have that skill set and can deploy that skill set for a family uh, on a on a national basis, and and uh, that 
has been the preferred way uh, for families to own real estate is 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 directly. Um, but <clears throat> you may have a family that uh, you, you know can partner with a firm like RCS that that might own 80 percent, 75 percent of their real estate holdings directly, and then they they might have an international fund, a partnership that is going to have exposure in Asia, South America, um, Europe, uh, that, that they may diversify their real estate holdings with through a, through a partnership. But, uh, again, the priority is always to own it directly if, if, again, they can find the right partner to do that with. And, and just for the listeners, when you say RCS, you're, you're actually talking about our family office, the Arsenal family office, um, and RCS for Real Capital Solutions, which is, which is our patriarch you know, created his, correct? That's correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I... So, so then you, so then you guys don't get, if, if somebody has, uh, they come to you and let's say they have existing real estate hard assets, do you manage those assets or do they end up utilizing some third party to manage the, those assets? Or is, is CTC involved or, or yourself with your clients involved in the actual direct management of those assets? Um, they aren't typically. I mean, I have one family that has that infrastructure because they created their wealth in uh, – I have two families that created their wealth in real estate, one that has the internal uh, talent and, and power to manage properties, a uh, family in Minnesota, and then I have a family that created their wealth in, in uh, California on the real estate side, but they actually have always outsourced the manager of those properties. But you know, 90, 95% of the time, families are not going to have that capability. They're not going to have that talent or want to spend that time to manage those properties. So they are using a third party. Uh, if they own the property directly, they're using a third party to manage those, uh, to, to manage those properties. And so are they, are they typically using a third party to do the analysis if they want to find a building, or is that something you can do internally to analyze a, a potential purchase uh, of a property? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I'm sorry, TJ. I didn't. I, so, CTC doesn't have the capability in-house to either manage the properties, and/or to do the underlying analysis on the individual properties. So, we're not we're not able to look at an individual office building or an individual multifamily property, and and make an assessment of. We don't have that expertise in-house. So, we're looking for a partner. Uh, our job is to help find a good partner for our families. To do those, to do that analysis, uh, and help them select individual uh, properties, and and also then to manage those properties on an ongoing basis after they after they acquire them. Got it, Garb. We're going to take a quick break today. We've got Garb uh, Michigan with uh, CTC, my CFO. We've got a number of other questions that we want to go over with you, Garb. But first, we're just going to take a moment, and then we'll be right back. Hi, this is Jim Freed, the host of Freed on Business on 880 AM, The Biz in Miami. And you're listening to the U.S. Family Office Real Estate.com podcast. The podcast provides you real estate information designed specifically for family offices. Make sure you check out U.S. Family Office Real Estate.com for educational information for family offices, including white papers, fact sheets, videos, and podcasts. You'll also find information on specific markets and assets, real estate cycles, tax-efficient real estate investing ideas, and much, much more. That's USFamilyOfficeRealEstate.com. 
Information for family offices by a family office. We're back with uh, Garb from CTC, my CFO. Today we're talking about uh, multifamily offices. Uh, CTC has over 300 clients and, and clients from around the world. And, and um, we're here today talking with uh, uh, Garb Michigan, who has seen uh, families himself, a number of them which are billion-dollar families. And, and we're talking about some of the needs of real estate and how the uh, market and family office views real estate, as well as how a, a multifamily office like CTC looks at real estate. So, Garb, when you're working with your clients and over the, you said 22 years, I believe it is? That you, yeah, yeah, 20 years at CTC. <laughs> so so my, my next question is, is what, what are the biggest mistakes that you've seen made with family, office, uh, family offices in relation to their real estate? You know, I think I think what happens is is that sometimes a family a family wants to own property directly, and they they tend to want to own it in the community or region that they're in because they feel like they know that that area the best, and so they rely on either acquaintances or or brokers to help them find properties, and I think they typically don't have the talent uh, or the experience, uh, not that they're not capable folks, but they don't have the experience in assessing an individual property to know whether buying it at the, an appropriate price, uh, you, you know, what, you know, how strong are the existing leases and the likelihood for those leases to continue on, uh, you know what's happening in the the neighborhood around their their property that they're looking at. So they they don't have the talent and the experience, which is very important to be able to assess uh, the, to assess the property. So a lot of times they'll they'll make a purchase uh, of a of a property and without doing the the proper financials, and they find themselves uh, having to put in more than they, they were hoping to at the, and that the investment doesn't cash flow like they, they were hoping that it, it, it would cash flow. And so they find themselves in a, in a situation where they either want to then uh, uh, they have to put in more capital than they were hoping to or they want to sell the property and maybe it's not in a market and at a price that, that it, it is, it's going to allow them to sell it in the marketplace. So, uh, so I've seen that, you know, again, where they haven't employed, uh, you know, someone with a professional, someone with experience and knowledgeable. Real estate is so different and, than other in, in, in maybe uh, operating businesses that a client may have had uh, in manufacturing, in retail, uh, in technology. Real estate's a different animal. And you really need to have the expertise in that space to invest in that space. And, and uh, so that's really the mistakes I've seen is people uh, trying, to, trying to do this on their own without professional help. You know, you bring up a, you bring up a really good point there, something that um, is very relevant to uh, buying real estate. And <clears throat> it's, it has to do with when you said, working with brokers, uh, which um, uh, they might buy a property from. 
And, you know, from my experience, you know, outside of, of working with families, but also, um, you know, a lot of the, the larger um, uh, uh, private equity firms, whether it's Carlisle or Apollo, you know, you'll get deals that will come from the, um, the brokers, and they will never take their word for what's in their package. So they will always run their analysis, their internal analysis to evaluate the opportunity. And, you know, they sort of look at that information uh, from that, that broker or that brokerage house, you know, sort of grain of th- uh, assault. So they'll say, hey, this is something we definitely want to look more into, but they'll never take verbatim those numbers. And, and, and I think a lot of people, not just family offices that might not have experience in real estate, but I think that just um, uh, people in general, you know, will take that information at face value. And then after the transaction, the broker leaves, and here they are stuck with a building that might not be getting the rents that they thought, or there might be some issues that they hadn't even known about. So I think you bring up a very good point when you, when you, when you discuss that. Yeah, it's, you know, especially in this environment, you know, where, uh, you know, with central banks pumping so much capital into the marketplace, so much liquidity, you know, all asset classes, across the board really have seen a lot of uh, liquidity flow in their direction and real estate is not, you know, has certainly benefited from that as well. So uh, it's even more important today that, that you, you're able to uh, find quality property that, that either, either can be, is undervalued for some reason or can be uh, moved to, a, to, to re, be revamped so that it, it's a, uh, cash flow or whatever the issues are with property, it's important to find a, a good piece of property and not to overpay in this market. Um, and, and to do that, again, I, I think, you know, requires somebody that's very knowledgeable, that understands the, the financial part of the deal, but also understands the, the intangibles in real estate and, and knowing, uh, you, you know, the geographical area, knowing the marketplace, understanding the demographics, all those important factors that uh, you know come with experience in investing in real estate. Yeah, and, and another area that you know I don't think we've even brought up too is is there's different ways to structure uh, real estate transactions, and so depending on the deal, you know that can make a difference as well, and um, you know so that you can maximize the returns on that profit on that property. So over the, the the 22 years that you have worked with family offices. If someone wanted to, let's say they said, well, I want to allocate 10% of my assets toward real estate, and you looked at their portfolio and you, you thought that it made sense, and they said to you, Garb, you know, is it better to go into direct real estate investments compared to funds? Um, how would you answer them? Well, it, uh, with a caveat, I'd say, yes, it's better to go uh, to own real estate directly. Uh, without a doubt. The question is, is do you have the talent either in-house or do you have the time and talent uh, to be able to make the proper assessment and, and to allocate the proper amount of time to make those, to make those investments? Uh, or can you find the right partner to help you make those investments? Uh, I think if the answer to those questions is yes, that, uh, then I think owning it directly is is the best way to go. I, I think if you're not willing to commit some time and energy to the process, 
then I think maybe funds make more sense. Uh, it's not any different than investing in private equity uh, uh, directly into directly into an operating business or a holding company versus going into a private equity fund. Uh, if you if you want to invest directly, certainly the return potential is higher, uh, and you have more control. But again, you have to be willing to to commit the time and 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 or allocate the talent to the effort in order to be successful. So uh, again, I I I think owning real estate directly is which one asset classes that I think is best owned directly if you if you're willing to uh, commit resources to it. So any uh, just to finish up, Garb, any last thoughts on real estate and, and family offices? Well, again, you know, I think every family is going to be different in in their profile. Uh, and, and even if you own, you know, again, if you're investing directly, <clears throat> as you mentioned, DJ, how you structure the deal from a financial perspective is going to dictate, you know, you know, and help determine, you know, what kind of return you get. But one family may decide that more income focused and they may have very low leverage in a in a particular real estate investment and there's nothing wrong with that uh, uh, they're just their expected total return will probably typically be lower where another family may be focused more on total return and and want to maximize that return and 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 may use leverage to their advantage so again I think using a using a partner uh, like real capital solutions that you can sit down with and and say this is my objective. I'm income focused, or I'm total return focused, or I'm a combination focused, and 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 uh, then to have a professional help you to well, what types of properties fit best? You know, what type of geographical locations? Uh, what type of leverage makes mo- most sense given your given your objectives? I think that planning process, that planning part of the process, and that understanding and 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 that process that you go through. Uh, I think will will help you become more be more successful in, in investing in real estate and and help set expectations for your uh, you know you know for that part of your portfolio. Well, Garb, I I want to thank you so much for taking the time today. I can, you know, I've had been fortunate enough to spend some time with you up in Portland and in Colorado and chatting on the phone and whatnot and. And, um, you know, it's no wonder that uh, the families love working with you. If, if somebody that's listening to this that, you know, is a family that is looking for some, somebody to help them, guide them through that family office process, um, how could they get in touch with you or, or learn, more, learn more about you or CTC? But of course, you can go to uh, CTC, my CFO, uh, the website, um, or you can welcome to call me directly, my uh, my phone number is 503-778-2391. Again, 503-778-2391. Again, you're welcome to head to our head to our website, and and uh, you can you can track me down that way as well. Fantastic. Uh, so today we we welcome our guest uh, Garb Chigan with uh, CTC, my CFO. This has been the uh, U.S. Family Office Real Estate dot com podcast. 
And be sure to, to visit the website as well, which is purely an educational site for family offices in regards to real estate, uh, along with great podcasts just like the one we had today with Tharp. You also have the ability to access blogs and articles, uh, videos, white papers, and uh, information having to do with tax strategies, real estate, and anything that's really real estate and the family office. So thanks again for joining us, Garb, and um, thank you for those that are listening, and we hope you listen and, and welcome you back to our next podcast. This is DJ Van Kieran uh, from the Arsenal Family Office with U.S. Real Estate, USFamilyOfficeRealEstate.com, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you, DJ.